Hello, folks. Just wanted to drop a quick note. Uh, I think we mentioned this last week, but we had some technical difficulties, and those technical difficulties resulted in us losing almost all of Jeffrey's audio for episodes 26 and 27. Uh, so we had to pull from our video backup, and it's just not as good. So you will notice some, maybe a little bit of echoing here and there, a drop in quality or a change in quality on Jeffrey's audio at times, so just bear with us if you hear that, and I uh, just want to give you a little explanation. So, hey, thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you enjoy this week's episode. This is a podcast, this is a podcast. where this we play podcast. Dungeons and Dragons, right. where we play Dungeons with each and Dragons other. with where each other. Where we play Dungeons and Dragons with Hold each up. other. You gonna break the tradition? Wow. Wow. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Make Believe Heroes. You're welcome. An actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. For all ages, I'm your friend, your pal, your DM. My name's Paul. Hey, Paul. And I'm joined tonight by a few friends of mine. Am I one? Just a few. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Cure. I'm Felicia, and I play Mogurt Stonefire. I'm Zach. But I'm announcing Ezra's character, Claren. And now I am Zach announcing Chris. But I'm, Ezra's character, Claren, isn't here with us. I'm uh, trackpad and I play Torgan. I'm trackpad uh, and I play Sam is gone. Oh, that's sad. That feels weird. Anyway, we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. But first, we got some things to do, like tell you about Battle Bards, because we love it. Because it's the best. Battle Bards is really cool, and you should check it out. Uh, let me also just mention a, a, a couple of other things that we that we have that maybe you haven't thought about in a while. Hmm. Like, uh, we have t-shirts. Did you know that? Yeah, we do. We sell t-shirts. We there, do. There's a link in the show notes to our t-shirt shop at TeePublic. Oh, oh. t-shirt. There's also, like, sweatshirts and stuff on there. It's really cool. Yeah. You should go you check make it out. make one with the champion theme on it. I want a sweatshirt. But yeah, we have shirts. We have shirts. What? So click the link and go check out our shirts and stuff. Beep. Go to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and support us. And if you do, you can join the Discord. You can get some special Thank bonus you. episodes. You get early release. You get Q&As, which we haven't done in a minute, but we need to do really quickly, uh, probably. Right now? We're going to do it right now. Uh, it's time for a Q&A. Here we go. Uh, and, of course, we love you either way, but if you want to support us, that's how you can do it. You can also support us by leaving us a five-star review. review on iTunes or wherever reviews are taken. Uh, just like this individual did, whose review I'm going to read for you right now. Uh, this is from AGM Harmon. Hey. Which I believe is AJ Harmon. Hey, one of our old pals. We know him. Hey. Uh, this is from 2019, and it was actually posted in the UK. In the UK. Five star review titled, When the Good Go to War. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. dot. Sometimes a guard takes a trip out a window. These guys are heroes. And in parentheses, he says, honest <laughs> and hilarious while they do it. Uh, the podcast has very good quality audio, and Paul does a fantastic job editing in effects and ambience on top of the recordings. The stories are well-based in an inspired original world and make me wish I still saw my friends I used to play D&D with. My wife and I have loved sharing in the highs and lows and the belly laugh moments of the characters of both seasons one and two. Can't wait for more. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you so much for the review. It goes a long way toward helping us. And now, what you've all been waiting for, another review. Oh, We got a blank review from Starry Stories 2. <laughs> I, take, I take it back. With just a period in there. And so now Jeffrey is going to uh, fill in the blank. Roast me, Jeffrey. Roast me. This review was written by Starry Stories. It says, Good soup. It says, this story yeah, I don't is remember. very starry. There's <laughs> all kinds of stars in this story, and they shine bright, especially Kjorg and Servants and the 
fun guy. And please, are you serious? <laughs> Joseph. Joseph, yeah. And Hillies. Hillies. Hillies, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best and their stars. Okay. I think the only one I, I agree with so far is Fun Guy. Yeah, I think so too. The, all the other ones are kind of. And then uh, Chris and Moga are the worst characters that have ever been invented <laughs> in the history of D and D. Oh my goodness! R.I.P. Kjorg's arm because Chris isn't <laughs> making it for him now. You jerk! <laughs> <laughs> and Moga's uh, taking the glove back. J.K. They reviewed it and actually say that part. I was just interrupting them because they were talking while I was reading this review. And it says, "What a great show! Everyone should listen." Because it is a story that is starry. That's it. No. <laughs> the only thing good about that was the first part. <laughs> and then who also wrote the review. Thank you, Starry Stories. Why do people still want these? Thank you so much. Um, also, I meant to do this earlier and I forgot. If you are a patron, we give you a shout out on the show. Yeah. And we want to give a big shout out. To one of our patrons. Who is it? Whose name? Who is it? J-C-Y-B-O-R-G. So I'm going to call that J-Cyborg. Hello. Thank you so much for your support. You rock. We appreciate it. We hope that we have uh, Mm. lived up to your your expectations. You the cyborg. Thank you for for being cool. Yeah. Uh, Now I'm going to roll a 20-sided blue D20. Do it. But I'm actually going to roll a slightly different one. It's a one. Uh, I got this. It's a blue one, but it's not quite as big as the normal big one. Big Hold one. up. Are you going to break the tradition? Uh, just today. But um, it's okay. That's against the rules. I don't want to be super sentimental or whatever, but uh, I actually got this from my buddy John, who passed away a few months back, and today that they were recording would have been his birthday. Uh, so we're gonna. I'm going to roll this blue 20. Definitely roll that one. I hope it's not a one. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? It's a one. After all that. It's a natural 20. I'm not lying. Are you what? kidding? What? It really is a natural 20. Look at 20. it. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Take a picture. It's unbelievable. John just blew on this from heaven and made it a natural 20. Look at this. For real. It really, really is a That is insane. 20. Okay. Amazing. Wow. Thank you, John. Wow. All right. Definitely right. just blared my mic. Sorry. That's pretty crazy. That's okay to blur a mic on a 20. That's that's the one time it's it's acceptable to blur You're supposed mic. to. <laughs> that's right. If you don't, you're not. Okay. Uh, let's talk about what happened uh, last time on Make Believe Heroes. Take it away, Claren. Last time, Jorg woke up with one hand in a place he did not know. Uh, in a uh, center for healing Where's Rachel? deep inside of the hidden underground city of ruined Cathar, which, by the way, no one has told Kjorg that it's a hidden city. You'll need to make <laughs> sure you do that before you leave. Um, and that, also, that was probably bad, ever letting him know that it exists. He killed my mother. Uh, Kjorg left the center for healing, finally, and he made his way back to the home of Chris. There, he encountered <laughs> Torgan, he encountered Mogert, and he encountered... Chris and Chris, uh, and also Hope and Kel. Torgan, sadly, said his goodbyes and headed off toward Dimmerhold to uh, to let the king know everything that's going on and to complete his mission. Uh, meanwhile, Hope and Kel stuck around to speak with Chris, Kjorg, and Mogert and give them what wisdom he could and what knowledge that he could about what had happened with these enemies they had faced. What a wise before. guy. He's so wise and, and true and honest. Um, but uh, after speaking with them and giving them some, hopefully some encouragement and some wisdom and telling them, hey, look, it's, it, this is it. This is the big, the big deal now. It's time to take things seriously and get stronger. You only get one shot, one mm-hmm. opportunity. So, yeah, that happened. And then Hope and Kel jumped out a window and flew away. After he did the champion circle, champion team on three. Yeah, he's part of the champion team, and I got his phone number. That's true, yeah. I forgot. George got his phone. Hey! Uh, do you all need some more cookies, more tea, coffee, anything like that? Uh, no. No, thank you. Yes, more peanut butter cookies. Well, I, I just I just got a whole new tray out. Uh, did, why don't you guys come down to the kitchen? Where Where did your friend go? Relvis. <laughs> he left. He, I, I he jumped see. out the window. 
He jumped out the window. That's pretty amazing. It's three stories high. Yeah. He's Is pretty- he okay? He flew oh, away. Yeah. Chris, have you checked? What? What do you mean he flew? Oh, yeah. He flew. Oh, like he used like a levitation spell. I understand. Um, I understand. Sure. Sure. No, Mom, he's a he's a dragon. He flies. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're funny, Chris. You're so funny. She turns around and just walks downstairs. I don't think she believed you. I just look at the other two. She never believes me and then walks downstairs. Y'all follow him downstairs? Oh, yeah. All right, get down there. There's a fresh tray of cookies. Uh, so, son, um, how how goes the uh, the project? He says he kind of looks over at Kjorg and then back at you. Uh, it's it's basically done. I just have to take him down to the workshop and put it on. I see. You planning on trying to do that tonight, or are you going to just wait and do it in the morning? Mm, I mean, he has been unconscious for a couple days, so he's probably had plenty of rest. We could probably do it tonight. Sure, sure. You st- I'm not tired at all. You still got your key and everything to get in while Gearby's not in? Or? Yeah, yeah, they never took it once I left. I guess you're going to go now then? Yeah, once he's done with his cookies, he gets upset if you interrupt his food. <laughs> I don't want him biting my hand. I cram all uh, the cookies that are left on the table in my mouth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jork throws up. Jork starts barfing everywhere and sweating and feverish. I got... Uh... Kjorg, are you uh, okay? You, uh, you, you should okay? probably eat those one at a time, Kjorg. I got a call I need to make when we're on our way over there. Yeah, I'll, oh. I'll direct the cart, and you can you can call him while we travel. Well, you should probably take the family pod if you're wanting all of you to travel together, especially if you want to make a call. I, I figured he would just sit in the seat, and then we'd get on his shoulders. You know what? You do what you want, okay? <laughs> um, just I will. Uh, Thanks, Dad. Okay. <laughs> I think that was Mom. <laughs> no, it was his dad. No, it was no, dad. that was, dad. Oh, that was <laughs> definitely dad. Are you confusing Chris's yes. now? <laughs> well, I mean, they are all three Chris. So you guys go out the back, and there is like a there are the regular size pods, and there's like a more oval, longer pod. Which pod are we getting in, Chris? I like reached mm. my hand out from behind my back. I mm. grabbed his slate while he wasn't looking. Get in the big one. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay, y'all hop in the Let's family pod? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like... Uh, like. Um, Does it have heated seats? Like hot rod flames on the side of it. Yeah, I was about yeah, to yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, it's got heated seats. Leather seats. <laughs> you hit the little heated button? No. Y'all climb in the pod. Uh, Chris hops in the front. Kjord, you take the back. It's working. It's working. All right, it's three It's three seats. I mean, there's three of them in the family. Uh, Mulgert nice. in the middle. Uh, Can I play Blink 182 while we're riding in the car? Lord God, put the stupid slate in the thing and start the pod. I put the stupid slate in the thing. Don't make <laughs> me turn this pod around. No, come on, go on, go on, go on. All right, now I'm, I need to make a call, so we all keep it down. Okay. Aye, aye, who Captain. Who are you calling again? I'm gonna, who are you going to call? Ghost. Brackle and Saul. Oh. <laughs> you call, you're not calling both of them. No, just Saul. It, just was, it was because of rolling for poops. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I take out my rocky-talkie, mm-hmm. and I say, Hey, Saul. Hey, yeah, that'd be the- Hey, Saul. I hear you the first time. You hear it. Yeah, you, you, get, you got it. Hey, Saul. I heard, I heard you the first time. What do you want? Um, I'm just over here doing peasant things. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> Where have you been? To hell and back, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gathering forces. Where are you? Um, I'm gathering forces. Hello. Fallen Grove's destroyed. Oh, well, since you failed, then you could come help me. Who said I failed? I mean, what? You said Fallen Grove was destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did fail. Um. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm in a, I'm in a secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Oh, God. <laughs> Secret tunnel. Saul exhaling long and loudly. Uh-huh. You know where Dimmerhold is? No idea. Would you like to be teleported there? What? Do you have an army? <laughs> do you have an army? You do I not. have pieces of an army. I need the pieces. I found the Unchained. I'll send everyone to Dimmerhold. Are you coming? Sure. 
Saul's coming to Dimroll. <laughs> hey, new party member. <laughs> oh, boy. It'll only take him three weeks to get there. And by then, we're all dead. Will he be part of the uh, <laughs> champion team? I'm in the drylands right now. What are you doing there? Uh, gathering an army. Stay away from my family. Uh, your family's from the drylands? Wait a minute. What are you I- gathering an army for? I failed. I don't know if we can hold them back. We gotta be able to fight. Where? The forces of the Unchained are coming to Manumi. Oh. Well, then you do need to come to Dimrold. I will, and then we'll make for, what, Bithaven? Yeah, that's the third. Or the we fourth. We can't stop. Definitely. I will send Paylord to pick you up. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll do something. I'll call Hope and Kel. He's a dragon. Oh, well, by I the way, will... if you want to call Hope and Kel, just say yeah. Hope and Kel into your stone and it'll call him. And if he don't answer, oh call him God. Relvis. Oh, my gosh. I repeat, Relvis. Don't listen to the people in the background. We're <laughs> part of the champion team. They're peasants also. Oh. If they're running around with you, why is there a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> It's a champion team. Oh, yeah, it's a lot you don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, I could use all the help I could get. Is that that lame devil you were talking trash about? <laughs> Whoever that little squeaky voice was, make sure to smack it. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, the, the, the fall, whatever it's called, is in a couple weeks. The winter solstice. Or something. And the Unchained will be there, and we need help. And Hope and Kel said, Already? maybe call Saul. Even though last time I called you, there was no answer. Well, I'm back, and I have plenty. I'll send help. You're looking for the what? The fall solstice? Is that what you called it? Yeah. Come to Dimmerhold, and something big's gonna go down. I think Saul would know that it's the winter solstice and that Kjork's an idiot. Yes. Because Paylor did tell you guys earlier. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I've got important business to tend to. So I'm glad you're alive. I'll send everyone I can. All right. Thanks for your help. By the time that call ends, you guys are coming right upon Gearby's workshop. Pod kind of hums and and veers off to one side, rolls over in front of the big metal doors, and it kind of clicks and settles down. And here you are. And here we are. We're here. Where is here? where we are. Where are we? You tell us. Mogert, you were the one leading this thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you live here. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I know. Okay. I know. This is my old guild hall. Uh, I'm taking you to my workshop. So this way. Santa? <laughs> you go in. Uh, He's yes. an elf. I have gifts for all. <laughs> Doors unlocked. Lights are off. You step in. Flip the lights on. You can go over there and where your workshop, your desk where you were earlier, your workbench, rather. Everything's just the way you left it. Cool. Uh, Kjorg, uh, come here. Okay. There are a lot of, like, weird uh, mechanical-looking things around, and it's kind of dusty and, and messy in here, you know? It's definitely worked in, you know what I mean? Um, there are a number of stones um, and, and odd sort of objects around. Uh, some look like strange tools. Some look like they could be weapons, different things like that. Uh, but Chris leads you over to his workbench, and he pulls open um, a drawer and pulls out a thing. Um, so the first thing is kind of like, it's kind of like a glove. And at the end of it, there's like a metal piece. And the next thing I pull out is a prosthetic arm. Oh. And I snap the prosthetic arm into place. And then I put a stone right at the top in one of the slots that was uh, empty. Mm-hmm. And a hologram of Chris's arm pops up on you. What? A hologram of Chris's arm. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I have it. I have it set where it's able to use for all of us. And I twist it, and it turns into what Kyorg's arm would regularly look like. Oh, oh, do mine, do mine. Whoa! <laughs> Does it turn into my arm? Kyorg would have not have expected this at all, even though all the hints that were thrown down earlier mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Wow, how did you do that? I, I kind of just, like, snap mine off, wave it at him, and then put it back on. So, Kjorg, you try to move it, and it feels very weird. It's like it's not really reacting to you the way that a normal hand would. Um, it's like a delayed reaction. And what it is is 
It's just going to take you some time to get attuned to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're going to need some practice. So, did you make, you make anything else? You know? Paul, did I make anything else? For, uh, for anyone else? You have not, no, but uh, you've got some time tonight, uh, tomorrow, you know, uh, you know, a little bit of time here. If you've got something else you're wanting to do. Also, this hand that you've made cured, it is a, you know, it's an operational metal or can i know. shoot some fireballs out of this thing like you do no 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 oh, man <laughs> but um <laughs> it is it is a an item that you could give him you know there might be a stone that you could work into it like that you could attune to it to where it could have some sort of a bonus you know uh you know how oh yours has gosh. multiple bonuses yeah his could maybe take like one you know what i'm saying yeah. um what was that skin that you took? Like the lizard skin? Was it the fiery one or the icy one? It was the fiery one, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was the fiery one. And what were you wanting to do with it? I mean, I was just using it as a cloak and uh, what was I going to do? Did I just think it was going to be warm, extra yes. warm, or maybe it was going to give me some kind of like, I thought it was going to be like some kind of magic cloak or something. Yeah. I think originally what you wanted is you wanted it like, magically attuned to like provide heat in the winter where you wouldn't like freeze yeah i don't remember I think that's what you said i don't remember something like that okay so here's what i'm telling you if you've got something like an idea of something you know reasonable that you could do with this hand chris has an idea or if kyork has a suggestion it's possible that it could do one small thing like a magic item that would have charges kind of like what yours does chris <laughs> um and if mogert is looking for some sort of of an item hope and kel literally just told you guys you need to do anything you can with your expertises this is chris's expertise <laughs> making magic items i was and, gonna and... ask about something for mogert okay i'm trying to think the only thing that i could think of is doing something with the turtle rock but she probably already has like a plus one proficiency to that, doesn't she? It's yeah, it's a plus one hammer, and it's got a um, it's got a couple little things like she can recall it. I think. Um, does Mogert have anything in mind? So you know, sometimes I can shield people, but I tend to get hit a lot. So what if you gave me some shields? Uh, um, like you know, like and she's like you know. <laughs> You know, touching her shoulder, like on armor, uh, and oh, it could be a necklace. I, and uh, I got it. Oh, because you're wearing the amulet, right? She does have like a thing around her neck, okay. like a little turtle symbol. Oh yeah, that's what it is. I point to it. I'm like, can I have that for the night? And I will see what I can do. Sure. And she takes it off and looks at it. Okay. Kisses it, gives it to him. Okay. I put it in my drawer. And Kjorg? Yeah, you know how you how you put those rocks in your hands? Yes. Maybe you could make me a extra rock for my hand. Okay. Um I know you're not like magically gifted, so I didn't design it for multiple. I could maybe make you one. That would be cool. What about you remember that um lizard skin that I got? The fire lizard? Yeah. Maybe you could use that? I can try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what would kind of be cool? Could I make him a fire stone that every time he hits with a weapon in that hand... He evolves into a Flareon? It also does some fire damage. You're asking me if you can give Kjork more extra damage. Don't. That's exactly what I'm asking. <laughs> My only thing that I could think of with that would have been like... Whenever you activate it, the hand gets like red hot or something. But yeah, so what I was thinking is it would almost cast. It would be like it was casting the spell heat metal. Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking. Um, and what that does is basically what you're saying. The spell heat metal it heats up something that is metal, uh, hence the name heat metal, and it causes if you're touching it, it causes it to do damage. But of course, it wouldn't do damage to Kjorg because of the um, magic hand and what it does 
is it does 2d8 fire damage. But if we're going to do that, we're going to, we, we can't just let him have ongoing 2d8 extra fire damage forever. <laughs> it would just Come be on, like a, ball. he would, it, it would, it would be like a, we'll say like a bonus action. And the thing about it is this too, um, for Kjorg and for Mogert, since neither of them are magic users, their stones would have only, they would only have so many charges, right? And so then they would need you to recharge their stones for them. Okay, so so many charges per day or so many charges like... We'll say so many charges and, 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 and I'll look at it and like they're probably only going to be able to use it so many times just like yours would. You know, like you you know that yours have so many charges. Yeah, where I have to switch it every day or it breaks. Yep. And whether it's a daily one and they could use it like two or three times or if it's a couple times in a day, but once they use it, it's empty and it's got to be recharged. And recharging it for them would cost you spell slots. Okay. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, but it's still really cool and it's still something that's going to be really helpful to them. And it's not going to be a huge inconvenience to you or anything like that. Um, but we'll work out the details later. But yeah, we'll say that you can make those things, I think. So you take his cloak, his his uh, uh, lizard skin cloak. Yeah. And then I have her amulet. You got her amulet. Already. You can spend yep. some time working on those things if you'd like. Um, are you planning to stay here and work on it now? Are you planning to go back to the house for tonight? What's the plan? Um, I'll probably hand them the slate to the car. Uh, yes. And be like, okay, Kjorg, you remember the first time you were in one? how to make it go just put this in the slot and turn it and i hand him the slate i'm gonna be here working so chris if you're going to be working on these things i'm sure you can work quickly uh and i know we're supposed to stay back but maybe we should try to get there as soon as possible because we do need to find claren yeah and if we're supposed to be in the gauntlet in two days that doesn't leave us much time to search for him so we need to we need to go as soon as we can yeah otherwise the champion team won't be complete also when falcon was talking to claren and claren was hurt he's the one who gave me the potion to give him he wanted him to run away with him and he could protect him but I don't know if either of them, I know we don't care about the Falcon, but I think he's, I think he does care for Claren. I know that's hard to believe, but the way he acted was how my family would act. Well, I mean, watching your son almost die has to change a man. So where, where would they have gone? Back to their old hangout? Well, didn't Hope and Kill say that they were going, they competed in the gauntlet? So maybe. So they're somewhere in the city. Maybe they'll be there. They should be somewhere in Dimmerhold. Honestly, I don't think they're happy with us running away. So if we show up, they'll probably try to get us again. But this time. We'll be ready. And this time, there will be no running. And we'll face them in the gauntlet or outside the gauntlet. Somewhere near the gauntlet. I wouldn't mind landing a couple cheap shots on that tiefling. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry about hitting you. That was, uh, that was not me. I I know. You're good. It was you. We watched you do it. How dare you? It hurt my shoulder. <laughs> oh, and she punches Chris's arm. I snap her amulet. No. Just to be clear, are y'all planning Chris's arm with my new hand? And then I punch Kjorg's arm. And, and then, then I, I punch, punch Kjorg's arm. knee. And oh then I punch Mogert's face. <laughs> Mogert just smiles. So to be clear, like, do y'all? When are y'all planning to go back? As soon as he gets done with the. As soon as I finish the stuff. Wow. Okay. That's and I know. Oh, I'm just. I'm just clarifying. Paul's like, wow. Okay. No, sure. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Are you planning to try and find Claren? It's more like we don't know where they're at, so we think that if we show I up, I have an idea. Okay. Whenever you get done, Chris, we will head back, and on the way, we can stop at Nero's what? place. Oh. 
yeah, you should Ooh. you should probably talk to him about what's going on. Yeah. Maybe he can help me not try to kill you all. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> Maybe he can help us find Claren. I mean, he does have the wolves scattered <gasps> oh, yeah. all over Dimmerhold. True. Interesting. True. True. Interesting, interesting, interesting plan. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's do it. As soon as you get done fixing things up and maybe, I mean, I guess I just got done resting. How long do you think it will take you, Chris? Paul, how long does Chris think it will take him? It's going to take a while, probably through the night. Okay, so like <laughs> done by morning the next day? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make you roll for it, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, at the latest, it would probably be tomorrow afternoon, but I will try to get done before then. Okay, well... And then I can just sleep on the drill out. Well, we can just train till we're waiting for you. Yeah, I'll do one-handed push-ups with my new hand. <laughs> so are y'all going to go back to the house and do that? Mm. Yeah, I don't want to distract Chris. Good call. Okay, you all take the slate out and, and head back? Oh, I guess I would have to give him my hand back. Uh, no, because I'm just going to make it into a stone, and I'll put the stone yeah. in next time I see you. Yeah, he's got some old prosthetics. He's got no, his I'm own prosthetics. I'm trying to give my hand back, and here, here you Jork, go. Jork, you, you can keep it. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, it, it might help to start getting used to it tonight. So you two head out, get in the pod, and head back? Yes. All right, Chris, who, who's, um, whose item are you going to be working on first? Um, Probably I would already have the stuff with Kjork's hand laying on the workshop, so I'd probably just start with that. Okay, so f go ahead and make me a check. This isn't really going to be like a skill. It's going to be more like a tinker's tools check. So we'll, we'll call this intelligence plus proficiency. Uh, your proficiency should, I think, just went up when you guys leveled up to a plus four. Which is really nice. So it would be way. a plus nine because my intelligence is a five. Yeah, yeah, it would. Sweet. Go ahead first. Give me a check to craft the material from the thing into a stone. That's a twenty-one. Okay. So with a twenty-one, uh, you have one stone that you have fused with the material. I'll say it took you about half an hour to get it in there. So now you want to try and uh, enchant. The you know you're, you've got the material infused into the stone, but you've still got to hone that spell in into heat metal um, and and draw out the innate abilities of the heat in that material. So, go ahead and give me another check. Same thing. That's a twenty-three. Okay, boy. Uh, yeah, that um, that's pretty good. So I'm gonna say that you get that one done, and I'm gonna say that all said and done, it takes you, you get this stone finished and ready within three hours. So three hours all together, including that 30 minutes of getting it into the stone. Sweet. And that's making the stone, enchanting the stone, testing, tweaking, testing, tweaking, testing, tweaking. You only set the place on fire a couple times, which is pretty good uh, for, for one night. Um, At least I didn't lose another hand. After three hours, mm -hmm. you've, you've successfully managed to complete a number of tests that have gone exactly in the parameters you thought they would be in. Uh, and you're ready to start working on Mogurts. Okay. So you're going to do the same test of stone and, and do all that? Yeah. So for this one, you're, you're, you're imbuing it with your own magic. Yes. Um, so you're taking a sort of blank stone, a stone that, that you know can withhold, withstand the properties you're trying to put into it, which it's just a little bit of a different kind of process. You know what I mean? You're, you expect you're probably going to break a lot of stones trying to get it right. Right. So go ahead and give me your first your first whack at it. That's another twenty three. My gosh, I mean it is a plus nine, but that's still a fourteen just on the naked die, which is pretty good. Uh, an hour takes you one hour to uh, get a stone that will withhold the properties and doesn't fizzle out before you can actually try any tests on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me another test for fine tuning. And and getting it to be operational. That's a twenty-seven. Oh my god! Oh my god! D&D uh, Beyond is loving me tonight. I need it to continue. One, I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Twenty. Look at this. Twenty-one, twenty-three, twenty-three, twenty-seven. That's why I'm rolling um, it on there. Uh, There's no <laughs> um, lies here. You nail it perfectly 
in two hours altogether. Oh, bet. Uh, you've done you've done things like this before. I mean, this is your this is literally your your expertise. These sort of defensive spells, and so this is not your first rodeo. It's very honestly when you get to, to testing it, it's different from your uh, you know your armor uh, stone that you use that that bu- bumps up your AC a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's very similar in the way that it was made. So you're able to perfect it with ease, and in about five hours, you're done. So cool question yes go ahead does my quarter staff have anything special because i know when my dad like fixed it up or whatever did we do anything special with it a plus one we haven't done anything with it okay is that something that you're wanting to do possibly i'm just like i was thinking because if i ever do somehow run out of spell slots i would like to be able to hit with something besides just a cantrip Okay, so what did you have in mind? You just wanted to be uh, particularly powerful? Yeah, just a bonus to hit or something like that. Isn't Shillelagh a cantrip? Yes. Um, well, let's say that you could uh, you could imbue it with Shillelagh. So the weapon's damage becomes a D8 instead of a D6. Oh, you also use your spellcasting ability for the attack instead of uh, strength, which makes it an automatic plus five. <laughs> so yeah, we will... Uh, I'll have to probably do something in here to make that if we want that short because right now it's a plus nothing. Yeah. So if you put a shillelagh stone in it, it'll make it a plus five, and it's a d8 all the time. To hit and damage. Oh no! The hit to hit would be a plus nine. Oh my gosh! So it makes it a real makes it a really good. Of course, you still don't want to get up close and personal with somebody if you don't have to because. Well, yeah. You squoosh, yeah. but... That's just last resort. Very powerful last resort. Um, but <clears throat> you've actually got, like, like as far as that goes, you can just take one with you. Um, you don't have to, like, work on it a long time. I'd say, I'd say about... You could probably get something like that done within 30 minutes to an hour. Um, okay, sweet. The question... I have one more question for you. You guys are going to go looking for Claren. Um, mm, do you yeah. want to do anything for him? Lord, I'd love to put a tracker on him. Um, <laughs> Too late. What all does he have? I would probably just do the plus one bow. Okay, so um, you want rolls? Uh, go ahead and give me a roll for this one. You're you're really not doing that much. Uh, you're basically just going to try and make a stone that you could uh, attach to the bow to imbue it with the power to augment it. Mm, that's only an eleven. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, you totally botched the first attempt. And you blow an hour trying to do it. So now you're up to six and a half hours. Okay. That's a 28. Wow. You nail it the second time. Uh, <laughs> you absolutely nail it. You, you've you made like a little attachment for it where it'll clip on right under like where the hand guard is on the bow. Like where the, the place where his hand would go. It like clips right under it to like where his hand would rest on it. And like you can fit it and you know it'll be perfect for it. Got a glowing red crosshair. Oh baby, it's got a laser laser sight on it. Yes, um, or iron sights. You probably prefer you might do iron sights. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's a plus one, and it makes it a plus one bow. Sweet, yeah, boy. yes. And you did it in seven and a half hours. You made you got four magic items uh, ready to roll in seven and a half hours. That's really good. Also, you are you're tired, man. Oh, I know. I'm gonna need to Am take I a nap exhausted? on the train. You're not exhausted, no. Okay, I mean, cool. You're not exhausted because <laughs> I mean, for the for the most part, while you've been here working, you haven't been like traveling and doing crazy strenuous labor. You know, you've had breaks and and short rests and things. You're just gonna need to take. You're gonna need to get some naps in there. Okay. So you all, uh, you head back to the house and, and get your pals. Yeah. What uh, time would it be? It's morning. Um, it, it was late when you guys got there. It's probably around midnight. So it's like 8 o'clock when he rolls up to the house. Did you guys get back and go straight to bed? I mean, I would have done some push-ups with my new arm. Okay. And Mogert would have tried to match him. Yeah, you, you guys got to sleep pretty quickly. Um, you have awoken to the smell of breakfast being cooked. Mushrooms and eggs, Chris's favorite. Yes! Uh, That's different. <laughs> uh, no, mushrooms are good in eggs. Ah, uh, Felicia's not saying it. I'm talking about D&D world. Well, yeah, cheese. Meat. Maybe. I mean, eggs are meat. Eggs are protein. Yeah, kinda. Um, well, I mean, they're definitely protein, but they're only kinda meat. Just it's just early meat. Um, <laughs> Chris, you come walking in just as the breakfast is being divvied out onto the plates. 
Oh, good morning, Chris. I'm, I knew you'd be making it back around this time. Just like old times. I've got some coffee for you, freshly made. Uh, no, he doesn't eggs. need any coffee. He doesn't? No, he's going to be sleeping soon. He is. Well, I'll, I'll need coffee to get to the train station. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah. I'll carry yeah. you. I can carry you while you sleep. We we no, have cars. I can carry we you. have cars. No, I can carry him. <laughs> okay. Um. You you all have some breakfast, and Mama Chris gives you all some some rations for the road. And Chris, you you know you guys have already told her that y'all are going to leave this morning. Daddy Chris is there, and he's just kind of standing around waiting and watching, waiting for you guys to leave. But also kind of sad about it. Oh, don't cry, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mom would say. Oh, we're fine. We've already we've already had the hard goodbye. Just um, I know that the three of you are caught up in some seemingly big things. Just you know, be careful, okay? Okay. It's okay. There with me, Mogert. Maybe call your mom or something. You I know? can't. You know, I have a rock phone. Oh, what's a rock phone? I just mean like it's this. Oh, I, I just mean like you know there there are ways of sending messages. You know, really? send her a message. Yeah, like write a letter or uh, see a, a, a wizard about us a spell of sending or something like that. Mom, mom, Mogert can't spell. Stop it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what well, thank you all so much for coming, and uh, I I hope that um, hope we'll see you all again someday. I mean, I didn't come here on purpose i just woke up here so but next time would be still, on purpose still yes yes yeah and and remember um you must keep the secret of ruined cathare no one can know about this place what place oh sure oh gosh this is going to be so bad this is going to be so bad <laughs> chris you'll you'll be sure Don't, to explain I, I will explain and i will do my best to keep them quiet it's not unheard of to bring in outsiders and show them our city, but it would be dangerous if most of the world were to get a hold of some of the technology that we've developed here. And and we're we're very peaceful here. Um, just you know, just keep just keep the secret. You know, just be cool. Be, be cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. So you all say your goodbyes. Yep. Uh, you go out, and they have yeah. Called you in a cab, Pod, to take you over to the to the station where the driller trains will be waiting. You guys take the pod over to the station. It's the large station um, with the signs up. It's early in the morning. There are a lot of people going in and out of the large train station. It's about 8.30-ish, uh, something like that. And when you get there, you know exactly where to go, Chris. You step up. Uh, to the opening gates, and you purchase three tickets uh, for the three of you with your things. And you head looking for the signs that say Lower Dimmerhold because you want to head to the same entrance that you did before so you guys will be closer to where you know Nero was. Uh, as you are heading that way, you approach the sign reading Lower Dimmerhold, and you see an attendee standing there, a young, short, gnomish man wearing big, thick glasses, uh, and he looks up, seeing you all approach, and he says, "Oh boy, Steven. Uh, uh, name? Stevie the name's Morgan Stone. Uh, oh, 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 please, <laughs> I'm back. Uh, names, please. Morgan Stonefire. Guild, and uh, what is your business? I'm the people's champion. I am Morgan the champion team. He's scribbling as fast as he can." They are the people's champion in Mogert Stonefire, and I am Keeps Rocks and Socks. We're on the champion team. We're I'm champion all, uh, team! And champion what is your business? Team. Uh, okay, uh, please, if you could just not... What's your business in, in Dimmerhold? The, the same reason everyone comes to the train station. Just let us on. Don't be difficult. I'm not being difficult, Chris. I'm just doing my job. We have a quest for the king. Have you ever heard of uh, the Unchained? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> no. Know. No. He doesn't know. Do you have your tickets? <laughs> Do you have tickets? Uh, I, uh, I throw the no. tickets. No, not really. I, I hand them to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everything seems to be in order. Uh, just you're going to turn and head down this path here when you reach I, the bottom. I Wait at the gate. 
but the driller train do not step in front of the line until the train comes to a complete stop. Step in front of the line. And of course, he says, giving Chris a side eye. I solemnly swear to never reveal the secrets of Rune Cather. And I start walking. He looks at the other two. Uh, yeah, sure. I what he swear, said. <laughs> um, to keep the secrets. Keep keep the secrets of Rune Cather. This seems Cather. a little sketchy. You know, that's a I really hard word. Not to tell anyone. Uh, I think okay. Uh, you're very large. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I was talking to the big tall guy. I mean, you're pretty. You Mugert look strong flexes. and all. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, You've have never a, seen me. Have a nice day. Thanks for coming. Good, good bu- goodbye. <laughs> he just like turns away from you guys and tries to pretend that you're not there and is like scribbling quickly on his notebook. We're like walking and yet like growling at each other. <laughs> yeah, as the two of you meander down the tunnel to catch up with Chris, that is where we're going to end this week's episode. I was really hoping he would be there, so thank you. (laughs) Uh, Hey, thanks for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Things are uh, taking a turn here. We'll see. See how things go. To tinker, that was dope. That was cool. Very cool. Those rolls were outrageous. Ready to burn somebody's face off. Burn, baby, burn. We got magic, boys. I'm ready to make my armor magic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. We love you. Wow. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. You awaken. You are in a dark place. You look around, and at first it seems to be completely dark, but as your eyes adjust, you realize there is a small light coming from across this room that you're in. Uh, It seems to be a candle that has burned almost down to just the wick and just a touch of wax. It is, uh, its light is flickering, uh, but it is also only pointing upward. There is a casing around it to uh, sort of shutter the light, but you can see a, a dim light reflecting on the ceiling over across the way in the room. You are covered in a heavy blanket and lying in a soft, feathery bed. What do you do? I can't see nothing, really, but that. Your eyes are adjusting a little bit, and you can kind of look around the room, but you cannot see much. It's quite dark in here. I'm going to get up, and I'm just going to be really confused. Okay, so you try to get up. Okay. And uh, when you do, you feel something pull tight against your chest, and you kind of reach down and feel, and it feels like there are... Restraints? No, not restraints, wrappings, like bandages, all around your chest, pulled in tight. And when you go to touch your chest, you, you feel that it's actually really tender. Uh, there's a spot in your lower abdomen where you, as you run your hand down, you feel a wound and you realize that you're not wearing a shirt. You seem to be wearing like your regular trousers or whatever, but you don't have a shirt on. Your chest is wrapped tightly in these bandages and there is a sort of damp spot probably from a bloody wound down toward your midriff. What, what in the world? Mogert. And as you try to sit up, also, there's a a dull, but also kind of sharp pain in your chest. You know what a broken rib feels like. I think that's broken. Georg, uh, where am I? No answer. Oh, what happened? So can I get up and move, though? You want to try to get up? Yeah. Uh, You you can sit up slowly. You know, it hurts, but you can do that. You sit up slowly. But as you swing your feet, like, off of the bed to maybe get up, you realize that there is a cold metal shackle around your ankle. And uh, you feel around and you see that it's, it's a small chain uh, connecting your foot to the, uh, the foundation of the bed on that end, on the foot end of the bed. Is the bed uh, stuck to the ground? Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's made of, like, of wood, yeah. you know, so it's not, I mean, okay. it's not stuck to the ground. Anyway, I could pick the lock. Hmm. Pick the lock to what? The shackle? Yeah, maybe. Uh, you go to fill around. You don't have anything on you. You don't have any of your stuff. 
in your pockets. There's nothing on you with which you could do that. Okay. Uh, your eyes have kind of adjusted more to the light you're looking around. You don't see your pack or anything in the room either. Well, I do exactly what most men would do. Which is? I chew my foot off. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, don't no. Do that. Not that. <laughs> uh, so there's no, is there anything around me like a dress or anything? Uh, it seems to be a very simple room. Uh, there is a small like table on the other side of the room. Can I reach it? Um, you're not sure. Maybe. Is there a drawer in it? Uh, yeah. One. Okay, so I'm going to attempt to reach the drawer. Okay, so you stand up and you start walking slowly across the room. Are you trying to be cautious and sneaky? This, uh, not. Yes and no. Uh, because it's a, this is a yes or no question. Uh, dang it. Are you being intentionally sneaky, trying to make sure no one who may be around could hear you? Probably not, no. Okay, all right. I'm just getting up, trying to just get see if there's a key or something. That's around. what I need to know. Uh, you get up, you're walking over there, uh, you move toward the table. It's not far. It's far enough that the little chain attached to your foot um, can reach it, and you get over there, and the, like I said, the little candle is burning down. It's, it's flickering now like it's going to go out any second. It's almost out of anything to burn. You pull open that drawer, and you do see more candles. Awesome. Well, I'm going to get a candle and light it. Okay. You take out a fresh candle, and you light it. It's got a little, One of those little thing around it yeah. to keep the, the oh. wax from dripping down your hand. You light the candle, and you kind of hold it aloft to look around the room. Like I said, it's a very simple room, uh, but you do notice that the walls seem to be mostly it's wood, but one wall, the wall that the bed is up against, seems to, more like stone than wood. Like natural stone. Okay. Uh, as you're observing the room, uh, you hear footsteps moving very quickly outside, almost in a rush. And then you hear the door handle being fiddled with, and then the door bursts open, and light comes in pretty, not flooding in, but like more light shines in. Uh, as you see a figure standing there holding a lantern, and then uh, you hear a voice. Claren, son, uh, 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 what are you doing? Uh, same to you. What, uh, are you okay? You shouldn't be out of bed. Get back in the bed. I think I'll be fine. He's like coming over to you. He's like trying to usher you back toward the bed. Come on, son, sit, sit down. You're not in good health. Unhand me. I'm not handing you. I'm just trying to get you to lay down. I'll do what I please. Tell me what is going on. Uh, just, just get back on the bed. Get your rest. We'll talk about this. Just calm down. I'm well rested. Talk to me now. Are you? Uh, look, you're not well rested. Look at you. You're bleeding. I've and been worse. Trust points, me. and you notice now you do have blood running down your your stomach. Would you look at that? I've been impaled. <laughs> <laughs> Son, please, just, just, just lie down. Let me look at this. Let me look at this. If I sit again. down, will you shut up? If that's what you want. Okay. You sit down? Yep. You sit on the bed, you lean back. It smarts. You got some injuries. <clears throat> Sorry. Look, um, you know as well as me, I, I never was really good at this sort of uh, healer type thing. I can't really do stitches. You wasn't very good at anything, but okay. Oh, that's not fair. Life ain't fair, buddy. Okay. That's a weird thing to say right <laughs> now, but... He uh, he takes off the old bandage that's covering the wound on your stomach, and he gets some new stuff he's got. Pulls out from under the bed a little bag of, of more of these sort of, like, bandages and wrappings and things like that, and he starts putting a new one onto your stomach there. By, like, And it's it's not like tape. It's like a, you know, like a Band-Aid. It goes in behind the wrappings that are around your chest and your stomach. Mm -hmm. It stings. <clears throat> Ow. Sorry. Like I said, uh, not that good at this. Uh, anyhow. Um, like, wait a second. Are we just seriously going to sit here and act like you didn't just try to, like, kill me and my friends? What, you tried to going? kill me. Uh, you tried first. Uh, I didn't try to kill you. I tried to talk to you, if you remember. I don't think a poison dagger to the the ribs is uh, trying to talk yeah, to me. If I could be totally honest, I wasn't really thinking about the poison at the time. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I did give you uh, the antidote for that poison, so there shouldn't be any lingering effects of that. And I think I do kind of vaguely remember getting hit in the head with something really heavy. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a dragon. Um, there was a lot that happened, uh, a lot of things. And um, if I'm being totally honest with you, I was a little out of my depth, uh, as were you, by the way. I mean, you, you deal with what you got, man. Was it the wrong place at the wrong time? Uh, well, uh, it was where we were trying to be. For what, exactly? To find your friend, the big guy, the the big, uh, the big half-org. Kjorg? Uh, uh, right, yeah. Mm, what do you want with him? I don't want anything with him. Who wants him? I told you, I made powerful friends, Claren. I'm not just knocking over... Oh, yeah, well, we have a dragon, so, I mean... Mm-hmm. Claren, I don't think you really understand. Look, I told you, I, I'm in with some powerful people now, and they said, hey, look, you need to go with us. We're going to find this Kjorg. Um, you saw the uh, the big fella with the mask. Oh, that weird-looking guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's a little weird. He, he doesn't looks- talk much. Um, I think Kjorg has seen him before. He mentioned something like that back at the arena. Not too long ago. Some guy with a weird mask or something. I don't know. Well, that's, um, there's some history. And like, like I said, he doesn't talk much. I, I've just kind of put some things together. And look, I, I can't, there's a lot of things I can't tell you. But I'll tell you this a bunch of dragons showed up. Uh, there was like four of them all together the, the white one that fell on you. Then there was a silver dragon and a red dragon. Uh, and I think a green dragon, even? Maybe? No. Or it could have been. I, I, maybe I'm remembering wrong. Maybe it wasn't a green one. Maybe it was like a... like a, I don't know. It, it all happened so fast. I just know there were multiple dragons. And then there was this guy who was like... Like like looking at him. It like hurt my eyes. Like looking at the sun. And then Kjorg, your friend, was gone. And uh, your other friends were gone. And I saw you start to like glow. But then I just like jumped onto you and grabbed you. I didn't know what was happening. And then there you were, and we were stuck, and we were, like, sliding down. It was just, it was insane, okay? And uh, the dragons were attacking my associates. And I uh, grabbed you and drug you off into a little ditch there where no one could see us, and we just kind of stayed down there till everything was over. So where the heck are we? (laughs) Do you know? (laughs) Uh, Well, after the fight, before I got a chance to do or say anything, Alina and uh, Grand and the dwarf, what's his, what's his name? I don't, I don't know him so well. Uh, something, uh, Orok, I think. Anyway, she just like zapped him out of there. And then there were th- those dragons and I wasn't about to stick around for whatever was going on there. So they took their injured white dragon friend, brother, whatever. They flew out of there. And then we were just kind of left to fend for ourselves. Hmm. I've been, uh, well, traveling with you ever since then. So, so like, okay. Uh, what is in it for you, exactly? I mean... What do you mean? You just pretty much ditched them? Ditched me? No, 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 no. I just try to keep you alive. I, why? Why do you try to keep me alive? You don't care about us. You don't care about me. At least you haven't for the past 20 years. That's not true at all. That's not fair, okay. and it's certainly not true. It, it is fair. You know what's not fair? You leaving after what you did and what, what what happened, and I was just there to deal with it myself all these years I've been looking for you, and then when I do see you, you try to have your cronies kill me, I think and I have to fight you. I think you're remembering this incorrectly. Who was it who left? You. You told us to leave, and no. we did exactly what you asked. No, you left. You Look. I have a feeling we could go around and around and around this thing and talk about the past. Yeah, I've had a long time to think about it. I mean, but you left. You were supposed to come back to me. You were supposed to be with me. You were gone. And then, well, you come back some time later, and I'm I'm not there. And yeah, it's, that's my fault. Because my my mother was dead. What was I supposed to do? Just pack up and go back home like you, everything was you okay? Don't, look, look, look. I don't expect you to forgive me. Okay, but. I don't, I don't want to kill you. I don't want you to die. And so I saved your life. Listen to me, son. The people that I'm working with, I joined them uh, because they paid really well. They had connections. And suddenly I started, you know, going places. 
I mean, the Falcon is a name that's known in a lot of places now. I'm not just, not just like knocking over local taverns or anything these days. But I may have bitten off a little bit more than I could chew. I'll, I'll say that these people—they're they're very powerful, and you know me. I mean, I can, I can fend for myself, but dragons and all these things, this this gauntlet that's coming up. You know the one? Yeah, I know the one. Bad things are gonna happen. I'm in it. Claren, listen to me. And he like he like gets down, like sits on the bed next to you, and he like puts his hand on your forearm and he like grips it, not like in a menacing way, but just almost like a serious way. Like he's trying to convey how serious he's being. Hate me all you want, Claren. I understand. I'm not a huge fan of me all the time either. But you need to get out of Dimmerhold. Do you feel anything from what you've done in the past? Oh my goodness. Are you, are you listening I to me? I am listening. I need to know something. What do you need to know? Do you feel any remorse for anything? Are you just that evil? Or is my father still in there? He shakes his head. He rubs his eyes. Claren, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some kind of victim. All the bad things, the evil, you call it. I made those choices. I had to live with those choices. Do I regret them? Yeah, sure. I regret I regret things. Not everything, but some things. You know, there's... I have no doubt there's things that you've done that you regret as well. But that is not what matters right now, son. And you're not listening to me. Right now, we're in this mining outpost, this place. We can get back to Dimmerhold quickly this way. There's a... It's just, there's a way. I can get back. I have to get back. But you, son, you need to leave. You need to get out of here. No, we. I can't just get out of here. <laughs> sure you can. If you want to make up or do anything decent with your life after all these years, if you want me to actually trust you, not full trust, but yes, I've done things I regret too. The biggest thing is not coming to you sooner. If you want to make up for these past years, we need to save my friends first. And if uh, you want to make up for all these years, help me. You don't understand, Claren. No, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. And he stands up. I want you to live. I don't want you to die. People are going to die in Dimmerhold. The people I'm working with, they're not playing. Did you see them? There is... <laughs> I saw them. You didn't see it all. I don't have to see it all. Here's the difference. You don't understand. These these things are working with power like you've never seen. They're working with power like I've never seen. Like no one in this world has ever seen. You heard about Atonia? Yeah, you know, I heard about The Atonia. goddess who yeah. died? Well, guess what? The same one who did that is putting the money in their pocket, putting the power in their magic. They're with him, and uh, so am I. And I've got no choice now. There's always a choice. There was a choice. And I made that choice. Talk about regrets. And now I know things I wish I didn't know. And I've seen things I wish I hadn't seen. But here I know this. Anyone who stands against them are going to get themselves dead. Your friends are as good as dead. I'm well, sorry. They're my friends. Right. But there's nothing I can do to help them. And if they're going to die, I want to be right along with them. Because they haven't turned their back on me. I lied to them in the beginning. When they found out, they didn't just leave, they stayed. And we've been through a lot together. Whether it matters to you or not, I don't care. Those are my friends. And I'm not going to sit back and let them die just because. He stands up, he walks across the room, he's got his back turned to you, and he's rubbing his eyes again. <sighs> when did you become such a Boy Scout? Since when is caring for people being a Boy Scout? Listen to me, Claren. You're, you're a grown man. I made my decisions. You gotta make yours. I understand that. I even respect it. I appreciate it. I get it. I, I'm not gonna kill you, son. I don't want you to die. You may hate me, but I don't, I don't hate you. Okay? I want you to live. I want you to leave. I don't hate you. Why do you think I've been looking for you this long? Because you hate me. <laughs> because you want to kill me. No, I never wanted to kill you. Now, my party, yeah, they might have got a little bit overboard. I'm sorry. 
We set your stuff on fire? You don't understand, man. I, I get it. <laughs> like, we're enemies. Like, they're my enemy. They're the enemy of my friends, and so therefore they're my enemy. The people I'm working with, they stand in direct opposition to them. I am on their side of this. You understand that? I just don't want you to get caught up in it. I want you to leave. But it is your choice. And I'm going to let you make that choice. And he walks over and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a, a little set of keys. And he takes your foot in his hand and he undoes the latch on the little shackle. Sorry about that. I just put that there and want you getting up running off and hurting yourself. Or, or Look. For some reason, I believe you. You can do what you want to do. You want to go back to Dimmerhold? You can go. I'll show you the way. But listen to me. If you go back to Dimmerhold, you get mixed in with this mess, and you stay for all this gauntlet stuff, and you stick with that Kjork, you're as good as dead. I'm going back. But I'm not going back just to fight. I'm going to try to save my friends from it. But if I can't get them to back down, they're pretty hard-headed people sometimes, so I'm just, you know... But, if they don't back down, I will fight with them. And we will go down together, but we will be victorious together. Falcon looks down at you, and he has a somber look on his face. That's your choice, son. Just remember, I tried to tell you. 